to Truth Be Told, the weekly broadcast brought to you by Brother Edwards, the mail carrier for the Lord. I am glad you can be with me today. I know you've been wondering, where is Brother Edwards, the evangelist for the church with no walls, because we're hungry and we need to be fed. Well, I, <clears throat> if we get to, to Romans chapter 10 and particularly verse 12, and it's, it's, listen to me just start like this. The purpose of the letter to the Romans, listen to the purpose, to outline the good news and to address the theological and social divisions that had arisen in a church comprised of both Jews and Gentiles. And I had to soak in a little bit because I've read Romans, I've studied Romans, I'm teaching Romans. But sometimes God turns your light on at a particular point in your life, at a particular point in time for a reason. And we don't want to run over this because this is dealing with what we deal with today, a racial, not necessarily a racial divide, but in this case, it was a spiritual divide, a divide between the sinners and those who have not uh, sinned, so to speak. You know, this is what they were thinking. Now, understand the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's why there is no need for any kind of divisions in a church because nobody is any better than the other person. And I think that's where I'm trying to get to without hurting any feelings is that, that we have come to a point in our lives that we don't want to accept the truth. And the truth of the matter is that some of you have a problem with other races, okay? Whether it was because you were raised that way or where you, you got beat up or whatever the case may be, when you come to the house of God, your culture, your past, and all that stops at the door. And until we do that, the church is not going to move any forward, not any further, okay? So let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this day, and we thank you for revealing truth to us. Help us to accept the truth about ourselves. Help us to stop pointing fingers at other people and accept the truth about ourselves, that we have a trust problem and we have a sin problem, and that all comes from not loving you, not accepting you for who you are and being uh, uh, subjective to your will, trying to allow our will to be done. Father, please walk with us today. Walk with us through this word. Uh, we need you. We need you. I need you. The world needs you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, impartiality is what we're talking about. It's, it's kind of one of my little <clears throat> topics here because this is what it is. is Israel versus Gentile, okay? Because remember now, back in once upon a time, we didn't have black, white, red, brown, green, purple, all this. We had sinners and those who did not sin. Okay, that's the way we were divided up. We've come in and we've made so many other divisions till we don't know which way we're going sometimes. Well, let's hear what the Word of God has to say. First, let's read Romans chapter 10, verse 12. Let's read that verse. And it says in the Bible, for there is, and this is in the Bible now, there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. 
So there is no distinction between black, white, Mexican, Jew, Native American, African American, European American. There is no distinction between you. For the same Lord is Lord of all. And until we understand that, and maybe don't understand it, but accept it, that everybody that I look at is equal to me in the eyes of God. I am no better than the lowest person on the face of the earth, no matter how much money or how much status I have. And if you are bowing down to a man, then you have lost your mind. You have lost your mind. If you are out here raising saying about this political race and this political junk that's going on, you don't get Romans. You have not studied Romans and taken it to heart. You have not done it. Romans teaches against everything that we're doing right now. The Bible teaches against everything that we're doing right now. He says there is no distinction between Jew and Greek for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. So proof one, the gospel is universal. The Lord God treats all men just alike. There is no distinction between men, not in God's eyes. All men are related to God in the very same way. In God's eyes, all men are his creatures, are sinful and alienated from him. In his eyes, all men are loved by him. In his eyes, all men are saved only through the righteousness provided by his son. God does not. Let me let me repeat myself. God does not save one man a certain way and another man some other way. Neither does God reject one man over another man because he's a Jew or a Greek. God does not show partiality. He has no favorites. No. He does not have any favorites. No person is favored over another person in being saved or condemned. The Bible says this, but we are sure that the judgment of God is according to the truth against them which commit such things. Romans 2, 2. The Bible also says, then Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Acts chapter 10, 34 and 35. Is it fit to say to a king, thou art wicked and to princes, you are ye are ungodly? How much less to him that accepted not the person of princes, nor regarded the rich more than the poor? For they all are the work of his hands. Job 34, 18 through 19. The Lord God is rich to all that call upon him. Scripture clearly declares that the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. Exodus 34 and 6, you can kind of, you can go there. Uh, you can go to Second Chronicles 30 and 9, Psalms 103 and 8, uh, Psalms 116 and 5. Uh, Psalms 145, 8, and Joel 2, 13. 
So, and rend, Joel 2.13 says, And rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. All we got to do is turn. <laughs> All we got to do is turn. All we have to do is turn from our wicked ways and seek his face and he'll heal the land. The Lord God, he is rich. He is rich in mercy and grace and in all else that is good and beneficial. He is so wealthy that every good gift and every perfect gift that exists in the world has flowed from his mercy and grace. James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Lord, help us up in here. The Father says every good gift, everything that you get good, and everything that you get is perfect, it comes from above. It may flow through a man, but it comes from above. It may flow through your spouse, but it comes from above. Look at, let me, let me give you two points here. God has enough supply to richly bless all who call upon him. There is no limit to the riches of his grace. Listen to what the Bible speaks. In whom we have redemption through his blood for the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Ephesians 1.18 says that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Brothers and sisters, a man must call upon God to receive the riches of God's mercy and grace. You must do this. You must do this. 10.13 says this Romans 10 13 for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved let me say it again anyone that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved why because God promises salvation to every man if the man will do but one thing Call upon the name of the Lord, okay? Listen to me. Now, you're going to call on the name of the Lord. Yep, he says everybody that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And we know the Bible don't lie. So you're going to call him. You're going to call on the Lord and you'll say, Lord, please help me. He's going to send someone. He's going to send someone to help you. And you got to trust. Now, that person is going to be godly. He's not going to send strangers to you because you are a baby. So he's got to send somebody who he knows is going to take care of you. Bible says in uh, Acts chapter 10, Cornelius was a devout man. and He was praying. His prayers were going up into the throne room of heaven as a sweet smelling aroma. <laughs> but he had not been told what to do in order to be saved and God says I need you to go see a man and this man name was Stephen. Stephen was one of God's men. Well God also had to tell Stephen it is okay so he told him in a dream that everything 
it's okay to eat because we've been Jews were not allowed to eat anything. They had to eat certain things, and we are not covering those in specific today, but we can. Uh, we can do that. But he, he showed his God, God told it to his teacher who was going to teach Cornelius, and Cornelius was outside of God's kingdom. So, in other words, according to what we read, Cornelius would have been a Greek who wanted to become a Jew. Well, Greeks were heathens, Jews were God's people. So he no longer was going to be a heathen. He was going to be become part of God's family. But he had to be taught by God's man. That's why he says for us to go and teach. And if we teach and they don't believe and they don't get baptized, they can't be saved. Now watch this. He said, they that call on the Lord shall be saved. Now if you call on him and he sends a man and the man says, this is what you have to do, then what, what are you going to do? Are you going to say, well, I don't really want to do that. Then that's your fault. But if you call on God and God sends a man and the man tells you what God, he's showing you in the Bible that Jesus Christ got baptized and he's showing you that you are a follower of Christ because that's what a Christian means is a follower of Christ. And then maybe you can remember that when you play follow the leader, you had to follow the leader everywhere he or she went, whoever was leading you. Okay. Well, that doesn't stop with Jesus Christ. You follow him and you follow him right down into that watery grave of baptism because you are following your leader and Jesus Christ is your leader. If you stop short of doing that, then he can't be your leader because you're not following him. You're following yourself because yourself said that you don't need to be baptized. The Bible says you do. Yourself says you don't. So you'll go to a church where they believe what yourself believe, and then you'll sit there and you say, okay, see, I told you I didn't need to be baptized. Well, the Bible says you do. So what you are doing now is you're worshiping the creature rather than the creator because the creator says you must be baptized. See, that's that's how the division gets in there because we can't become one accord if we're divided on certain things. So with the, the church in Rome was divided between Greek and Jew, but they were also divided between the theological things that they believed. And so here we are in the same situation because you can't tell me that this country is not wrong for taking the Bible and saying that you can brutally beat a man as a slave. He didn't, the Bible didn't tell you that. The Bible said for the slaves to obey their master and the master to treat their slaves right, knowing that you got a master in heaven. So you took a scripture and you, you twisted it to meet your needs so that you could get away with what you had in your heart. Well, that's not godly. God would treat all men. That's why he said there's no distinction. So now your, 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 your government, the people that you're supposed to be praying for together as a unified body, are beating you up because the Bible also says a house divided against itself will soon crumble. Okay, well, we're going to crumble even though we have the strength of God in our midst. We have his backing. We have his word. We have his permission. And we are still, we still won't come together as a people because we got these little small differences that we don't like. Brothers and sisters, it's going to be a sad day that we're going to lose this war that God has already won for us. Listen, 
It means this. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The, the word whosoever means anyone and everyone, no matter who they are. It means any person, any nationality, any race, any color. It means any person from any environment, condition, background, country, government, or family. I had to put that in there because I, I need you to understand that in order for us to do the work of the Lord, we must be one body. It means any person, whether immoral, or moral, unjust or just, bad or good, poor or wealthy, mean or nice, lonely or befriended, unpopular or popular, deformed or attractive, diseased or healthy, needful or without need. Whosoever means that any person can be saved, no matter who he is, no matter how terrible a person and his circumstances may be, he can be saved. He may be in the depths of the inner city or in the depths of the jungle, and he may be enslaved by most the most terrible terrible spirit of sin and even imaginable and evil evil imaginable but god can still save him in the last day that great day of the feast jesus stood and cried saying if any man thirst let him come unto me and drink that's any man that thirst let him come unto me and drink brothers and sisters I, I, I've got to I've got to get out of here now. My time is up, but I don't have to get out of here. But I'm gonna try to obey. So I, let me give you one more scripture. Though I can't help it. Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth? That's First Timothy, chapter two, verse four. Brothers and sisters. Don't let the world dictate to you how you're supposed to live. We are in a new culture. When you were baptized and born again, you took up a new culture. Everything that you did and learned, even from your parents, it doesn't matter. Everything that you learned up until the time that you were baptized, you have to let it go and you have to drop it because you pick up a new culture. You drop the culture of hate and, and, uh, you know, you hit me, I hit you back and no love and no love you unless you love me. You drop Drop that culture and you pick up a culture of love, compassion, long suffering, patience. See, that's the culture of God, prayer, worship. You know, that's what it is. We have to make a change, and that's why you have to be baptized. It's symbolic. You're washing away that 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 you're now you you're now excuse me, you're not washing away the feeling, but you're making a a conscious decision. You're saying to the Lord, Yes, I'll accept you, and yes, I'll do what you did. You got baptized, and I'll get baptized because because I want to be like you. So that's why we're doing these things. So Jesus Christ will be pleased with us and the Father will let us back home. Let us pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, you're my strength and you're our redeemer. Thank you. God bless and be safe out there on the road, brother. Thank you. <laughs>